Welcome to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we work together to support abundant living in all areas of your life, body, mind, family, finances, and community. Come join us and get your salt back. Welcome, everybody, to the Amanda Rollert Show. We are so glad that you took some time to join us this week for another episode as we talk salt, as we support abundant living today in all that we do. You know, sometimes we spend time talking about our minds, our bodies, our families, our finances, our community. We tend to spend a lot of time with that six inches of real estate between our ears, which I call the mind, because it's so stinking powerful. And you know, it can derail us. It can move us forward. And so we got to really pay attention to the power of our beautiful mind. So stick around this week for an episode that has been lingering around in my noggin, in my six inches of real estate for a few weeks. Welcome, everybody, to the Amanda Rollard Show, where we talk salt. We are all on this journey to support abundant living today and every day. And I was just thinking out loud, are you finding yourself struggling to find success or to meet your goals? Are you going nowhere in September of 2022? Are you trying to head somewhere in September of 2022? And you're getting roadblocks or you just feel like you're at an impasse. Have you given up? Have you lost hope, faith? I ask these things today because I was reminded this week of the one thing, the one thing that we have to ask ourselves about goal setting and the successes that we are seeking. So as I was pondering this week's episode. And I really felt this nagging desire to talk about something that I think sometimes keeps us from achieving our goals or keeps us from blowing our goals out of the water. And that one thing we're going to talk about in just a minute, how do we get that one thing that's going to ensure that we're moving forward? Before we do that, you know, we talked about, do you have some goals? Are you working on some goals for 2022? Are you finding that you're just powering through? You've met some goals. Uh, You're you're in the process of meeting some goals. Or have you just kind of uh, gotten a little stale and wondering, why am I in a rut? Maybe you, you know, you've been working on something, trying to get through it, and it's just uh, you're kind of finding some roadblocks. So I wanted to take a minute to revisit, you know, we're either progressing or we're regressing because nothing stays the same. Energy is in constant motion and we are either moving forward or we're moving backward because we're not standing still. The state of still doesn't exist. We're every, every decision we make, every motion that we have, every action that we have is either moving us towards something or it's moving us away from something. So we have to be so conscious of where we are, are taking ourselves because it's our one and only life. We've got to live it to the best. And the one thing that I was reminded of this week was part two of my three-part steps to getting us back on track. So what's the first thing? Well, obviously the first thing is we've got to have some goals, right? 
And so many of us say, I want to achieve this. I'm going to achieve that. But when we phrase things like that, I want to, and I'm going to, you're always going to, you're never going to have achieved it. So I know early on in my podcast series, I go through a series, uh, I think it's a two-parter on goal setting. And really our goals have to be very, very specific and we need to write them out. You need to write out your goal and you need us to phrase it as if give it a date of accomplishment as if it's already happened. You know, it is, let's pretend we had a goal for for September. It is September 2022 and I am so, and we put some action and we put some adjectives behind it. I am so blessed and appreciative now that I have. And then what is it? You know, what is it that you wanted to accomplish? We've got to write it down so it stands at the forefront of our mind. But just because we write a goal down, that's just the beginning. So number one is we have to have goals and we have to write them down because it's also in the writing down of the goal, the putting it down on something that bathing our physical with the mental piece of that action step of writing a goal down, that's first. But the thing that happens second is the thing that came over me this past week that I thought, that's the missing piece. And it's been the missing piece for myself in my life. It's been the missing piece as I've coached others in my life. It's been the missing piece as I was a teacher leader, as I was a volleyball coach, a professional coach of coaches, whatever it was, or heck, if I'm just having a conversation with friends, the one thing, which is the step two in this process is you have to ask yourself, am I emotionally attached to this goal? Hmm. So let's say that again. What do you really mean, Amanda? You wrote the goal down. Obviously, you want to achieve the goal. But the second part of that, are you emotionally attached to the goal? You know, there's in that phrase, I was reminded and reflecting on some some reading that I was actually doing for a coaching cohort that I'm actually in. And really, it revolves around coaching coaches and really kind of in that education sector. I think I told you guys education is my is my background. And so I'm always kind of thinking through things and helping in my veins and lines and all that always goes back to, you know, coaching. And I love, you know, building capacity in others. And so some of the things that I've been reading, there, there's a book that Jim Knight has. It's a book called The Impact Cycle. And anyway, as I was reading that, I was remembering an acronym for goal achievement. And it was kind of related to, he calls them peers goals, P-E-E-R-S. And the the P is powerful. The first E is easy. The second E is emotionally compelling. And then it's, you know, reachable and student-centered or whatever it is. But that piece popped off the page for me when I first saw it, when I first read it several weeks ago, but it just keeps bubbling back, emotionally compelling, emotionally compelling. And then I remembered When I was a teacher, when I was a teacher leader, when I was a head of school, when I was leading academic teams, we were all taught to, you know, you got to write SMART goals. That was another acronym in the education world. You got to have a SMART goal. And a SMART goal stood for specific and measurable and attainable and relevant and timely. And the one thing I was reminded of is why many teachers, adults, you name it, never achieved those goals or blew them out of the water was because those SMART goals, a lot of times they were either a collective goal between a group of teachers or even you know, telling a teacher, well, you have to write this as a SMART goal. Well, they were not 
per se emotionally attached to the goal. If your goal doesn't make you tingle from the tips of your head to the bottoms of your toes, if it doesn't raise the hair on your arms when you talk about it, you're not emotionally attached to it. So you need to revisit that goal. And that was the one thing I I remember was I was reading, you know, Jim Knight's book and seeing that it was actually written emotionally compelling. And I remember thinking, this is absolutely right. If the goal doesn't get you and you're not emotionally attached to the goal, you're not going to achieve the goal. You're not going to move towards that goal with any power. I mean, you might move towards it because you're told you have to, and you have to accomplish this, you know, check this box or turn this goal in. But if if you are really, truly wanting to move success right into your pathway, your goal has to grab you and pull you towards it. It's like a magnet. And think about it on the other side. Have you ever wanted something so bad? I don't know if you were a kid, you wanted a bike, you wanted a pony, you wanted a car when you were 16 and you kept it at the forefront of your mind. You know, mom and dad, I really need this. Mom and dad, I need this. You know, whatever it was, you were emotionally attached to it. You were going to get it. I was reminded when MP was in school, to make my point, you know, every six weeks or so, the students and he and actually gave the babes too, their classes, they had to read certain amount of books that had points attached to them because they had to get a certain amount of points in reading. I think the program was something called AR, which stood for, I think, Accelerated Reader. And the whole premise of Accelerated Reader, the Accelerated Reader program was you must read X amount of points to get X amount of points for, you know, your reading class. And then, you know, that was one of your grades that was averaged into your six weeks, yada, yada, yada. But the premise of Accelerated Reader was to promote the love of reading. And I sit here to this day and I think, well, the school's got that one wrong for the most part. They did not ever try to connect the dots on this thing. I can't tell you how many kids absolutely hated AR reading. And I try not to use the word hate, but I'm telling, I taught kids. That is my degree. It's education. They couldn't stand AR reading. And, you know, my two boys were the same. MP for sure. It was like a struggle. It was pulling teeth every single week. And as a parent, I couldn't stand having to ask, did you read today? Yeah, no. Oh, I I read a little bit and, you know, this, that, or the other. And then I'd say, what page are you on? Oh, MP, you cannot go outside until you read two more chapters. You're already two chapters behind because you didn't get to read yesterday. Sorry, Michael, you can't go fishing. You have to read another chapter. We have to get back on track. You can't go play. You can't go do this until you read, 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 read. Ah, just remembering it, it was brutal. If, dot, dot, dot. If, dot, dot, dot. If only the school would have said, find what you love. Find what you are passionate about and read that. How much easier that would have been. But then also, you know, the AR system was attached to a test. You had to read it. You had to pass this test just to to make sure you read it and, you know, yada, yada, yada. But I just thought it was just this experiment in pushing kids to really away from it. Because if you were not emotionally attached to the book, it was like pulling teeth. If Michael wasn't attached to whatever it was that he was reading to get him to do it, it was just excruciating. But give that boy an article on fishing or hunting 
and he'd read it and he'd almost give me a soliloquy. He'd give me a book report on the article. You know, it was then that I really knew that he didn't have a reading problem. (laughs) He had an emotional connection deficit. And that's okay because I get it. We all can relate to that at one time or another, right? So, number one in our three step process is to have a goal and write it out. But number two is where the magic happens. Ask yourself are you emotionally attached to the goal? Yes or no? If yes, then test that theory. Picture yourself achieving that goal. Do you get chills? Do you get tears in your eyes? Are you moved by the promise of that goal? If yes, proceed to step three. If no, you better go back and find a goal that's worthy of you. I'll say this too. If you're emotionally attached to a goal, you need to put it on on a vision board. You're writing it out. You're speaking it. You're finding pictures about it. You're talking about it with other people. It's ingrained in you. It's what you do. It's who you are. And you're not going to be deterred. But if your answer is no, it doesn't make me tingle when I think about achieving it. Yeah, it's just a goal. I can do it. But it's not worthy of you. It's not moving you to build your capacity in this one and only life. So find a goal that's worthy of you. And number three, number three is help is the help to get us there. It's to help to get us through the times that it takes to get and accomplish the goal. It's the support structure. And there's lots of support structures. And there's more than this one that I'm going to talk about. I'm going to kind of pseudo talk about too, but it's listening to inspiring people and listening to inspiring music. And I just want us to think about it for a second that, you know, when we listen to inspiring people, that helps us, you know, I'm going to forgo really diving into that part right now because you know where to find your inspirations in people podcast and you have coaches, you have a mentors, you you might have accountability buddies or so those people exist in our, in our world. You can find coaches, you can find, you know, buddies. So I know that you can do that. But I I wanted to focus today on listening to inspiring music. And I was thinking about this as I've been building on a goal and working on a goal. And sometimes as I get strayed, just like I'm talking about the system here, and I know, I know the goal of which I'm trying to pursue. It grabs me, it pulls me in emotionally every single time. So I know it's the goal that I'm pursuing. And sometimes when I get in my car and I'm thinking about it, I'm visualizing, I just want to be inspired. And music inspires me. Music moves me. Music elates me. It, it almost gives me an injection of energy. You know, there's just something about it that can make us feel those tinglys and it can just give us what we're looking for in a song. And I'm going to share one of the songs that I absolutely love. But before I do, I want to set it up for us here. The song that I use a lot when I'm thinking about this goal that I've set before myself and trying to achieve it, it's it's a song, it's called Geronimo by Shepard. And I absolutely love it. You know, there's different meanings, you know, behind it or whatever. And they say, you know, one of, one of the things is that a, a guy he thought was in love and then he, he tossed it away. And then all of a sudden, oh my gosh, you know, what does that mean? But for me, 
And I think you can take it to mean a lot of things. But when I was a little kid growing up, we had this slide that my parents had purposefully made at the fab shop. It was tall. It wasn't like a little slide. It was tall. And we loved it. And we wore that thing out. And I remember getting on the top of that slide as I was older and jumping off the top and saying, yelling as I dove to the ground or whatever, Geronimo. And it was like just jumping out into the unknown. Or my parents also had the fab shop make this ginormous swing, bigger than the ones like you would see on those big playgrounds and so forth. And we would swing, you know, the chains on that thing were were long and, and, you know, you could get some great propulsion on that thing and just jump out. And I remember me and my sisters, Geronimo, and it just meant we were flying out into the unknown and we knew we were going to land, but that second of flight bombs away. There's also another one that that's when I was growing up bombs away. That just meant here it comes, here it comes. So I just, I just want you to understand that this song, as you listen to the words of it, if you can really feel, feel where it's coming from, understanding that, you know, can you feel it? It's, it's coming back. We're going to bridge this gap, feel the words say them, sing them. You might want to pull it up and save it to your playlist. You might already have it in your playlist. And sometimes, you know, we can crush that goal. Sometimes it's going to take us a little bit longer, but this song also talks about the curtain of the waterfall. And I think sometimes I always picture myself, I love waterfalls, and I picture myself sometimes behind the waterfall is like maybe a crevice, an indentation, where if you are actually behind the waterfall, you're looking out to this flood of water, you know, pouring down in front of you because, you know, it starts up above and it, you know, it's covering you, you know, as you're behind it. And it's almost like a curtain. You can't see it. You can't see behind you can't see through the waterfall. You know where you are. You're in the dark. You're in this cave. You're in a crevice. And you might be afraid. You might be afraid of what the future holds. You might not know what the future holds. And you see that waterfall. It's a curtain. It's blinding you. But you know that that waterfall is pouring down into a pool. And you just have to break through. You just have to have that courage to jump through the curtain of the waterfall. You have to, you have to find a way, basically taking a leap of faith fearlessly into the unknown. And if you leap through the waterfall with faith, that just may land you safely into your beautiful future. Let's take a leap of faith fearlessly this week. You know, if we've lost our way, if we're not moving forward, if we're not progressing, if we've been stagnant, Dadgummit, let's do something about it. Leap through that curtain of the waterfall. Do something. Write out your goal. Get emotionally attached to it and find inspiration to help you achieve your goal. I wish us all the very best life ever. It's our one and only life. Let's do it right. Thank you so much for joining me this week for another episode of the Amanda Rollert Show. Take care, everybody. I'll see you again next time. Bye, everyone. 
Thanks for listening to The Amanda Rollard Show, a podcast to get your salt back. Share this episode with a friend and tag us on Instagram. See you next time.